Unplugging it, that would just be too easy. Unplugging what? That beeping phone. What beeping phone? The one that was going on there for more than a minute. <clears throat> See, no one knew it was going on, but now they do. Yes, of course, because I complained right as we were starting the show. Yep, and it ended right when we were starting the show, so no one would have known, but now yep. they know. It bothered me. Sorry, didn't mean to bug you. No, you're not. You're not sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and that's okay, because you don't do it to intentionally bother me. You actually do it because you think it's a helpful thing for the show. Yeah, because the phone won't ring and disturb the show. Right. Roommates might. but Yeah, they tend to. They tend to. Maybe we should have them on one time. I know. <laughs> well, if someone, so won't know. I kind of uh, attempted to advertise that we're doing this live at 1030 this morning. So we'll see if someone jumps on. Oh, you mean jumps on the website or jumps on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Joins us. It's been a while since Lauren joined us. Yeah. She's got better things to do on weekday mornings. <laughs> So sad that we don't. <laughs> and well, I love doing we this. Don't. Yeah, yeah, I love doing this. I could do something else, but I'm choosing this. That's right. We're choosing this. We are men of choice. Pro-choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> oh, oh, Dr. Love. Yeah. They call him. Weren't you Dr. Love uh, last episode? I um Dr. Love occasionally, yes. And I returned heard to that, that moniker quite a bit. You still haven't listened to that Kiss song, Dr. Love, have you? Probably won't. Oh, my God. That's so sad to me. It's a great song. Okay. I'd like to listen to it now, though, but we'll get in trouble. Yeah, we'll get kicked off. We want to make money with this podcast. Yes. We don't want to do things that preclude that a possibility. That's right. Is that the and right just word? Remember, preclude? if you if you want, you can buy our NFTs now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cryptocurrency is really oh, the big That just means they're cheaper. <laughs> yeah, they've gone down since last episode. Yeah, now's the best time to buy them. Yeah, that's what they say, huh? God, and Bitcoin itself is like, you know, the godfather of them all. It's falling hard, too. It stopped falling. It's not oh, falling really? anymore. When, yeah. two minutes ago? No. When? Last week after that no, major No, I heard this morning that it was, or yesterday morning, one of the mornings. Well, one of the mornings. Do you remember hearing about how, Tesla never would work and it was a bad investment and he, Elon Musk was crazy, yada, yada, yada. 
And now it's the most fantastic car maker in the world. Not according to Steve Wozniak. He was bagging on it. Yeah. Great. How many Teslas do you see driving around? Plenty, right? A lot. Right? And it's problematic. You know, we're taking stuff out of the earth. We're paying people shit wages to do it. Like, I'm not saying they're the God savior of everything, but the naysayers (laughs) were naysayers because they really didn't want it to catch hold. And now what? The Ford F-150 E vehicles coming out in a year. Everybody's yeah. jumping on the bandwagon. Right. Right. This yeah. after they said, it'll right. never work. Right. right? Same with crypto. Okay. Yeah. You know what else they said would never work? This podcast? <laughs> yes. And so far they're right. <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> what were you about to say, Naysayer? I really had nothing. Okay. Had nothing. So, but I heard this great joke. Money are really great joke. Always. Okay. Uh, so there's these scientists and they're talking to these aliens who are come to visit Earth. And the aliens were late to the meeting. And they were like, oh, we're so sorry. We were hanging out with Jesus, having this wonderful time. And, you know, it's just uh, and like the scientists are like, wait, 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 what? Jesus? And the aliens are like, yeah, he comes all the time. You know, he's always visiting. And uh, scientists are well, wait a second. Like, we've heard of a Jesus that came to Earth once. And, and the aliens are once. Well, you know. We figure, like, he really liked the chocolates we gave him when he first came to visit us. And the scientists are like, what? Chocolates? And the aliens are, yeah, the first time he visited, we gave him this box of our special chocolates, and he loved it. And he just kept coming back. Why? What would you guys do? Got it. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) We killed him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... Facts. Bitcoin fell to 25,338. It is currently at 30,035. It has come up from the bottom. It is not down more. Okay. So, so Ethereum. It dropped from 43 to 25, and now it's stabilizing at around 28. Okay, Ethereum is the one we really care about. And that's up 1.9% right now. Right. Same deal, right? Yeah, Ethereum came down from 3,179 this month to 1,700, but is currently at over 2,000. Here's the thing, though. If you look at the month, one month. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, it's not good. You know, it was up around three thirty one hundred, and right now it's at two. So, I've done some research, and there's the six cycles in this situation, and so there are these rises, and then these drops, and then these points of stabilization, these places where it kind of levels off. So if you look at the last eight years, 10 years of Bitcoin history, you can see that pattern playing out. And so where we're going to be for the next two years is we're going to be between roughly between 22 and 30,000 in terms of Bitcoin price. And it's going to move in that range for a long time, for another two years. And then it's going to do what's called the halving. 
And there's this thing that Bitcoin does. It's part of the way it's built. And it, it has, right? <laughs> Sounds like- and then it explodes like it did last year. It went to 60,000 right after about four months after the halving. 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 Right. Sounds like some like mystical witch thing. The well, it is, of course, right? Because on a blood no moon. Hey, we're no really we should apologize to our listeners because we were off by 24 hours without. Let's not go back there. We're, no, we're here now. Let's, let's apologize <laughs> and move on. We were in the middle of a totally different discussion. Why are you bringing this up now? Like Because the having occurs on the blood moon. The having. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. It's a mystical event that occurs on the blood Not moon. Not with Bitcoin. When the Bitcoin halves itself into little biddies, <laughs> bitty coins, and they grow up. And now if you had 200 Bitcoins, you have 400 biddies, and they grow up to be Bitcoins. And then on the next blood moon, there's a halving, and they turn into bitty coins. Now you have 800 bitty coins, and they grow up to be Bitcoins. Look at Mark. It's just like, oh, how long is this nonsense going to go? Finally. Forever. That's why I'm here. I'm here for the nonsense. If you haven't realized, I'm here for all of it. Like No senses. Hey, that's a COVID thing. No sense. Nonsense. Yep. Right? It's the knowledge beyond the limitations of the physical awareness. The nonsenses. The fools and, and the children tell the truth. <laughs> 500 Bitcoin. Wow. We will cure your. We could go national with that kind of money. Could we? Yeah. We could like have, have actually have like a broadcast network. Hey, buy our NFTs. It's a good collection. Yeah. It's Greg does some really great collage work, artwork, and nice. it's very inventive. And last week I helped him with the design. Maybe I'll get to help him this week. He's always very generous with his creative energy, I've noticed. <laughs> I think we're both generous. That's why we like doing this podcast. Yeah. If the outside world doesn't understand it, we do. <clears throat> and that's what's important. Right. Right. We're like the Bonnie and Clyde of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's Bonnie? <laughs> I really don't want to go there, Mark. <laughs> Well, hey, my shoe sizes aren't right, so I'm guessing it's not me. Speaking of Bonnie and Clyde, on this date, they were gunned down. Ooh, by Elliot Ness? Who did it? That's a good question. Who did kill Bonnie and Clyde? Let's find out. There um, must have been G-men, right? Federal FBI men. I remember seeing some good movies about it. It was Hammer. Hammer time. <laughs> they, they experienced hammer time. Yeah. Borrow a designated Melvin's parents' residence, blah, blah, blah. Melvin. I don't know. Okay. Well, on this date in what year? It was um, 1934. Yep. Who was Hammer? Uh, well, he was a, a rapper with silly pants during the MTV era. He was also tracking Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. Frank Hammer was a former Texas Ranger. Ah. 
now we get it. And he was after them. Yeah, I wonder what his personal stake was in it, whether he they had done him something specifically wrong or whether it was just his duty as a... He was one of those guys. He was like, you know, bulldog of what's right. And once he sunk his teeth into something, he was like, this has to be corrected. And he was a correctional officer. He took that very seriously. Yeah. It's hammer time. That's right. And he, boy, he must have had a good time killing them. I wonder if they begged for their lives at the time. Or whether he just shot them in cold blood when they weren't looking. Well, I think there was a bunch of people. Like, they were gunned down. Yep. The officers fired about 130 rounds, emptying each of their weapons into the car. Well, to their, you know, Bonnie and Clyde had, you know, been through similar situations and killed a bunch of police officers. So Right, and then they had been shot before and had survived. Yeah. So this says, like, any one of their wounds could have been the cause of death. But 130 rounds emptied into the car, like 130 bullets. Is that what a round is, or is a round, like... No, it's a round. It's like a it's a bullet, basically. One shot. It's a bullet. Okay. Yeah. So 130 bullets were shot into the car. What's 130 divided by two? Um, I give 65. up. Thank you. So they each got 65 bullets. Oh, that's well, fair. That, that, that was they shot into the car. They didn't actually necessarily hit them. Right. Well, I'm sure a couple did. Well, yeah. I know for a well, fact they, they must have because they died. Yeah, Either that or they died know. of fear and heart attack. Yeah. As a result. But, well, that's the thing. According to this, it could have been a previous bullet wound that just suddenly reared up. <laughs> said, I'm going to be the bullet that takes him out. I've been well, waiting a long Bonnie, time. We brought Bonnie in for an MRI, but the, the bullets in her body ripped back through her flesh as we MRI'd yeah. her. Ooh. Yeah. When was MRIs invented? That they weren't on uh, May nineteenth. That we know. Okay. We'll get to that eventually. All right. So um, we can rest assured that it was not an MRI that killed. Bonnie I'm pretty Parker. sure. Yeah, yeah. I was watching a TikTok video from a mix guy that I like who does a lot of um, recordings and stuff, and he talked about how when he was in the Marines, he got shot up pretty bad. He had 27 um pieces of shrapnel in his body Damn. and bullets and he still made it home. Jeez. And he was he was talking about how he'd survived this horrific event where 27 pieces of metal had gone into his body, but one bad taco had felled him for the day and he was laid out at home for the day because of food poisoning. Wow. Did he mention where this taco was from? Yeah, he did, but I didn't remember it. It wasn't Taco Bell. I'm pretty sure it was not Taco Bell. Okay, or Chipotle's or one of the other Mexican franchise-based establishments. I do know that Taco Bell has begun this thing that they did a couple years ago called Mexican Pizza. And my friends on Facebook have been posting pictures of it, and I'm like, why would anyone eat that? Like, it just looks so unappealing. Why would you go to Taco Bell? Exactly. Well, apparently for Mexican pizza, they're getting so desperate now because people are fascinated with this thing that they had two years ago that they couldn't get for two years that now is back. So that's one way. Called Mexican pizza? 
Yeah, it's called Mexican pizza. And it's about this big around. It's about, you know, it's small. It looks like I think it's made with a tortilla, I would imagine, but I don't know. Wow, let's just butcher the indigenous heritages of the world. (laughs) Package them up and sell them for a buck fifty six. Right? Let's let's combine two. Mexican and pizza, wherever pizza is from. Like I have been cured of any desire to go to fast food, although in and out is fast food. I will go to in and out, but Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King. No. Yeah. And I have, I shared with you like my French fry story. I don't remember it. If you did. Well, when I went up to get Sid in Reno with his brother, John, we stopped at a McDonald's and I was like, you know, I've been, hearing how great the fries are. I remember them being great. I've been wanting to relive that experience for probably close to a decade or more. It's like, I'm going to do this. And I, so I ordered a thing of fries. I bit one. It was just salty oil. I'm like, what really? And I had like maybe three more and I'm like, no, it really is just salty oil. And I threw it away. It was like so gross. Yeah. Yeah. So this idea in the planet that Taco Bell and McDonald's are serving delicious food is fucking. It's one of the many problems we must solve. Yeah. Speaking of problems to solve, Cat Williams special just came out on Netflix, like within the past 24 hours. He's one of my favorite comics. Um, He was like, this is paraphrasing, of course, but in essence, one of his things he goes off on is, what do you do, he's talking about politics, when both sides are stupid? <laughs> You're like, I don't want to vote for anyone. You know, we traded in this racist, bigot, angry fucking liar for <laughs> asleep at the wheel. <laughs> you know, and Yeah. Yep. What what do you do? What was that thing? Yeah, breakfast. You know what the answer is? What is it? I don't know what the answer is. Run for office yourself. Run. I think we know that A-W-O-L song, Run. I love that song. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that You've probably seen it on TikTok because people use it a lot on TikTok. It's like, (laughs) run, you know, and it goes like hard. Yeah, I might have seen it. I'm sure you have. I'm sure yeah. if we play I'll, I'll, I'll do a search next time I have time to go down a TikTok You keep hole. saying that, but then the next week I say, hey, have you listened to? And you're like, nope, I haven't listened to that. Okay. You just say things on this podcast and then forget about them. Art brings it up in the production meeting. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, well, maybe. Yep, that happens. It, it does. Yeah. So what you going to do about it, huh? Uh-huh. Well, from here, nothing. Face to face. That's you another. You got to put a roofie in my coffee when that when we get together for coffee. A roofie. That's such a ridiculous name. Like date rape drug. That's a stronger name. Roofie sounds like a fucking construction thing. Yeah, we're gonna roofie that house, and then we're gonna put up some siding and mud it and paint it. Yeah, I was at a an outdoor music. Uh, <clears throat> performance the other day and someone I know was telling me the story about how his friend was wrongly accused publicly by this woman of putting a date rape drug in her drink. Wow. That's fucking and there had been this whole thing where they went into the security cameras of the, um, 
of the restaurant place where it was. And that then the, the woman who'd done the false accusation actually showed up while we we're both there and he went and cussed her out for falsely accusing his friend. And then that got heated. And then, you know, uh, fifteen minutes later, oh, minutes later the band took their break. Right. And it turns out that this woman is friends with one of the band members. And so I go outside and he's sitting there talking to her and the band member and that things are getting super heated. Wow. And I step in and I said, Hey, like there's a possibility of healing here. <laughs> and, I I you. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, so, you know, do you hear what he's saying about how, you know, when you just make blind accusations, it can cause damage. Well, what and led her to believe she'd I'm been telling a story. Okay. I'm asking questions. Right. Interrupting me. Well, I'm now that we part of what information is coming. Maybe the information interrupt. Let's talk over each other. That's really entertaining. That is what is happening. Welcome to the Bickersons. Yeah, someone is someone is here, but they haven't left us a message. You could leave a comment, viewer, and we'll know who you are. Okay, so go on. So you're there like we can heal. I lost my train of thought. No, you didn't. You were there. The argument. <laughs> they were arguing. And so what I did was try to enroll them in the, each other's in point my of view. course. <laughs> well, all right. I tried to uh, get them to understand each other's point of view. And after a few minutes, the one guy apologized for coming at her so aggressively about his friend. And then she apologized for just kind of the way she blindly accused a black man of of putting a date rape drug in her. Imagine all the people living. It was was actually a kind of interesting human moment. Where people Keep going. I'm, I'm bury just doing the that. hatchets, bury the hatchet, and so and why did she think this gentleman had put a date rape in her trunk while she woke up naked in a van? <laughs> well, some of the details I don't have, so I can't answer all the whys. Okay, all right. But what was um, uncomfortable and um, for me was the recognition that the one male friend was so quick to be harsh with her because we're in this era now when women were in establishments where music and drinking is happening. They literally have to worry about someone putting a date rape drug in their thing. And we shouldn't just, you know, get aggressive with them when they're trying to sort that out. Number one, number two, she had just casually made a, a reference that she thought this guy had done it. And he happened to be the only black person there and hadn't done it. We knew that. It was unequivocal that he hadn't done it. Oh, so, so there's this kind of race, racism that was going on with the way she accused him. So she, th- there was a gathering and she was drugged at the gathering. And Well, she was- didn't go get tested either. So she could have drank too much and blacked out or she had a, a date rape drug given to her. It doesn't really matter. Right, but here's point my point. I thought that she was on a date with this person no. and then accused. No. 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 So it was like a there was a crowd. Right. And out of the crowd she picked this guy. Right. He's the one. And part of what was going on is believe racial profiling of why yep. she chose that guy. That's part privileged of white marine female. Yep. <clears throat> Riding then, in on his fist. Then, before my eyes, the two people apologized to each other. Wow, that is beautiful. And then they drugged each other and went home with each other and no. made little babies. No. 
No. Little beanie babies. Yeah. Little biddies <laughs> to grow up into Bitcoin. Ah, no date, no rape. There's Lauren. Lauren has joined us. Lauren, we were t- just saying how it's Definitely. been a long no time. No date, rape, drugs. No allowed. date, no rape. You have to read it correctly. No date, no rape. And then apparently June 4th, there's something happening that's really exciting too, right? June 4th? Yeah. When's that? When's that day? Why are we talking about June 4th? Because I think it's Lauren's birthday. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, June 4th. It's going to be her birthday. There's going to be like a party there. At her beach? Yep. At the beach chalet. Nice. And um, she's turning what? 26, 27. I don't talk about that. My mom said uh, we weren't supposed to talk about it. We don't talk about (laughs) women. Don't, don't, don't talk about. Well, if I'm turning 40 this year, which you aren't. Hey, hey, (laughs) boy, you are just exposing all the lies of my life today, aren't you? Wow. Wow, Mark. Wow. Wow, I thought we were lovers. <laughs> they call me Dr. Love. That was the dream you had once so long ago. <laughs> and I've never let go of it. <laughs> what C.C. Barrow mean, anyway? <clears throat> that is Clyde's name. Oh, Clyde Barrow. Clyde Barrow. And was his middle name Charles? I think it was Clement. Clyde Clement. Yeah, and you know what? I may have spelled his last name wrong. Nope, it is two R's. Um, Clyde, oh, Chestnut. Clyde Chestnut Barrow. No wonder he was angry. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nut. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yes, I did. I got um, crying. Yeah. <sighs> what else is today about... What's well, on that was annexed by the Chinese government on this day in 1951. Oh, yeah. Tibet. Good old Tibet. And I was just reading about how um, prior to that, they were... Richard Pryor. Yeah. They were something called the Yellow Hat Sect. And they had like... They were in relationship with mainland China through various... Yeah agreements that they were allowed to just operate. And there's a whole like history here that I haven't been able to decode. Wasn't the man with the yellow hat in the curious George books. Yes, he was. Hey, you know what? My daughter has been um, on this p- academic path of working with young children in education and stuff. And she's been examining children's books and curious George was one of the ones that she was like, not a good story. This fucking guy grabs a monkey, traps it, brings it to the city in his home. Curious George is sad, missing where he lived. Like, you know, just like <clears throat> what it was teaching. I was like, oh, my God, but I loved Curious George growing up. She's like, yeah, well, you're going to have to let that one go, Dad, because that is not a good book. And it's not a. But we don't have to let anything go. Yeah, because we, they were relevant carp, uh, cultural icons. We have to let go of the resistance of letting go, Mark. Let go your resistance of letting go. I can and will. And J- Curious and George, did. 
he he took the best of his circumstances and went and investigated and made new friends and discovered new things despite the circumstances of his capture he uh, he made the most of it there we go Lauren's going to be 60, she says, and we're going to celebrate party. being proud. All right, so she's given us permission to, wow, <laughs> we're going into our 60s. Who ever thought that was going to happen? Well, some of us are lucky to have made it. Others, hey, not Is so there going to be live music, Lauren, at your party? I wonder if there's a delay from you and I doing this to what she receives. Oh, there must room. be. It must take a while to get, you know, from here to there. My understanding, so? I've heard rumors about music happening. Yeah. Okay. Electronic oh, drum so you've, been a, you've been privy to this event. Yeah, you have because you brought it up. Look at you. Yes, but I'm driving engagement. I got two posts out of Lauren this time. Three. Mark, she says, yes, there's music happening. Okay. There is music happening. And um, <clears throat> it's... Uh, it's coming together. It, uh, uh, my understanding is that Nigel Angst and Michael Healy and Steckmanton are definites and that Tom O'Callaghan is uh, like 90% and someone's arranging to bring a, a drum kit so Tom can have drums. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about what songs to play and stuff like that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring my instruments and then I'm going to hang back and like just let the various things take shape because Mike Healy and Mike Stecker both have like a repertoire that they've really developed. And some of which I know, and some of which I don't. Right. And um, so I'll be jumping in here and there with my own. Wow. That's a lot of yays from Lauren. <laughs> that's wow. me just posting it over and over again. Oh, hey, is, uh, is there going to be some punk rock? Well, we're all punks. <laughs> Not at 60 or not. <laughs> well, I don't think there'll be punk rock. No. But um, there might be some disabled rock that sounds like <laughs> punk. <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> I can't quite make this chord anymore. Yeah. yeah. No. Actually, I think there'll be some great music because a lot of the musicians are well-practiced and, um, you know. <clears throat> well, plus that area of Sausalito is just got a vibe to it. You know, that you might have some drop-ins that prove to be charming and very. Well, we heard a rumor that Sammy Hagar might come by. That's a rumor. I heard a rumor that um, Green Day was going to play at 8.30 p.m. Yeah, they haven't played together in a while. They're kind of, they're kind of itching to do it. Not Yeah. I think they're actually have started up again. No. What do you think of all this stuff coming out in the past 24 hours about Taylor Hawkins, the thing that Rolling Stone did on him? Oh, I don't know anything about that. Oh, really? Tell me what happened. Chad Smith and I forget the other gentleman both said publicly, like apologizing to the family into the Foo Fighters for their statements that appeared in this Rolling Stone article. They both said that they were taken out of context and, and that they never meant to say anything hurtful or, you know, just 
that the main point was that Rolling Stone took what they said out of context and what they thought was going to be a loving tribute turned out to be a smear dirty laundry thing. And they, yeah, more and more, um, Rolling Stone has been becoming kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. They, they they're exploitive and stuff like that. Yeah. They got a new, um, I remember like a year and a half or maybe it was two years ago. I was subscribing and in the midst of my subscription, they changed hands like a new entity took it over and what's his name was still kind of had a title to the whole thing. But what's his name? Juan Wayne wing whoop. What's the guy who created Rolling Stone? Wayne winner. Thank you. Yeah. So he was still out of masthead thing, but this whole new entity took it over and out a whole new format. And I didn't renew like the first one. I was like, Oh, this could be cool. But then like the next one came and there was nothing really in it that I liked. And then the next one came, I was like, same About thing. About a month ago, they put out a story headline that said dead and company 2022 likely to be their last tour. Right. And they quoted somebody as if someone unnamed source in the band that 2022 is the last year. And then the dead community reacted really quickly. And, you know, Bob Weir said news to me. Hmm. Right. And all these people come forward and came, came to be that what, what Rolling Stone had done was said, well, no one has said that there'll be a tour beyond 2022. And so they did that to garner attention. Yeah. It's a device. It's called clickbait. Well, so I think that to some degree, that's what happened here. Like there was some kind of like bait and switch that went down. Yeah. They've become like the national inquirer of music magazines. Yeah. Well, it's a tough business. Well, yeah, that's what I look forward to reading this. um, Even though it appears that it's yellow journalism, piss poor yellow journalism, but, but both of those two guys came forward after they had agreed to be quoted in an article and then apologized. Yeah. So what happened is they thought this article that was being written was a tribute and going to, you know, they wanted to be a part of a tribute to one of their best friends, Taylor Hawkins. And when they read it, they were horrified and were like, Holy, that's not what, you know, that's not what I said. And maybe that, you know, like one of them saying it was taken out of context. So he did say it, but in a different context. So, yeah. So it's, I think it's time. I'm going to go ahead and ask all of the out, Moped Outlaw listeners. It's time to cancel Rolling Stone. Cancel culture. Let's jump on. Let's that do it. Trainer. Let's just make their business unviable anymore. Like what we need is some young folks who really love music organically to form their own newsletter, their own newspaper, their own blog or something that's got the vibrancy that Rolling Stone had when it first came out, where that, that it was the insiders from the community that told the story of the music they were making. Do you think print is ever going to come back as a viable piece of media? Uh, yeah. You do? Yeah, I use print all the time. Okay, Mark. You also use a back scratcher. The regular pop. You asked me what I thought, and I said yes. Yeah, but you're basing it on your own habits. My own experience. Yeah. Okay. So from an objective point of view, 
Thank Will you. print ever come back to where it was? No. Or even be a viable source of viable um, economically? No. Yeah, and 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 not just like yes, economically and have there be one. There's definitely one newspaper that's never going away, and that's called the Street Times, which is what homeless people try to sell you, right? Because they have no other voice. I have noticed that. What was it about a year and a half ago? The New York Times, SF Chronicle, they all like gave you four articles, and then there's like you got to pay now. You want to if you want to read more articles. Yeah. You gotta pay. Yeah. It's all, it's all behind uh, paywalls now. Yeah. What I will say is I think that the, even though Rupert Murdoch's group owns wall street journal. Now the Sunday wall street journal is really crammed with information. Like it's actually expensive and worth it to read. Do you and read then it? I subscribe to the New Yorker magazine. Do you also read the wall street journal? I don't, I don't very often, but when I, when I do get the hanker in, that's the Sunday paper I go for. Where are you going to be on Sunday this weekend? This, uh, where were you yesterday? Wait, wait. Art just pinged me. Where were you yesterday? I have to rephrase my question. I'm, I'm still in Paso Robles. Paso Robles. And um, wine ca- wine, the wine capital of Central California. Is it? Yeah. That's like saying the fashion capital of Bakersfield. No, actually, Paso Robles is a really, really, really powerful area for wine growers now. Oh, really? So, like, you're in New York in Manhattan, up on the 26th floor, having a nice dinner at the Continental restaurant there, and they bring you their wine list, and you're like, oh, look at this, a Paso Robles Sauvignon Bonté from 78. I'll take two bottles, please. And the maitre d' bows and goes and grabs two bottles of Paso Robles rated 100, a perfect 100 with hints of cigar smoke and I'm waiting to hear what you're coming up with. I see you Wikipediaing. Yeah. Paso Robles came into prominence in the wine industry never and it's going to stay that way. <laughs> well, there are several gold medal winner um, wineries, Thatcher Winery, Hearst Ranch Winery, The Farm, Clammy Wine Cellars. Where? Yeah, at the Bakersfield Fair? Yeah, you can ridicule all you want, but you, I don't, am. Own, you don't own any of these wineries, and you're not winning any awards That's for your true. winemaking. That is true. So go ahead and ridicule all you want. Yeah, all right. I'm going to this this summer. I am entering a bottle into the Bakersfield Fair to compete with the other Paso Robles. Yeah, you what might not you? find them there. They probably aren't actually competing there. Oh, see, I know you not can even get good enough farm to... Strawberry Hill there, and maybe some Gallo if you want. As, yeah, and Paso Robles isn't good enough to compete there. Look at my hair. I was really hoping to be uh, better. Not a coffee. Uh oh. I'm out of beer. Yeah, that's not beer. <sighs> Art said that after. Look at Outlaws, the pause that refreshes. Yep. You can't drink enough coffee for this show. No, not yet. Boom. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'm. 
You're I'm sad to be so interested in reading about Taylor Hawkins' demise, but I am going. I am going to read it despite so my call for So, did you read the? Did you read the um, Wall Street Sunday paper yesterday? No, I did not. Okay. Nope. I was wondering if it was a Paso Robos visit that prompts. It can you... be. Oh, so maybe but Grandpa not. died, and so the subscription isn't part of it anymore because Grandpa uh, doesn't. Uh, yeah. All right. But we play Scrabble when we're down there, and we um, play cards, and yeah, it's fun. When are you coming back up? Today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just I'll probably be guys, listening to this as as I come up. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, Mobius strip, Mobius strip. Time folded in on itself and went poof. Um, do you guys have air conditioning? Why all these questions? Where in the house? In the car? Where? Where? In the car. It's, uh, it's yeah. going to be very hot. Yes, absolutely. I have air conditioning. Oh, okay. It even has tires. God, how much does it cost to fill it up? Are you you're taking the truck? Yeah. Wow, how much does it cost to fill it up now? Like a hundred. I think it's going to be a three hundred dollar trip. Ooh. Ooh. It might only be. Yeah, it's more likely to be a two hundred dollar trip right. from the car expenses point of view. Is there a place you guys like to stop that's like halfway between? Like a traditional stop, you know, like what's that? Yeah, we take we, we take like? a bathroom break at a particular spot. Really? Yeah. Is it a gas station? Nope. It's a restaurant. Yep. You mentioned it earlier. The split pea thing. Nope. Anderson. We don't take hive. We don't take hive highway five. In and out burger. Dun dun dun. Do you get uh, animal fries? No, I n- I've never had animal fries. Thank God. Oh my. God, you should try it. You'll what is it? it? Cheese and onions? What else is on there? Cheese, grilled onions, the special sauce. And if you get like, ask for the fries to be extra, extra crispy, animalized. And then, oh, so delicious. I, you know, onions don't agree with me. And they're, they're grilled sauce. onions. They're grilled. Yeah, I know. Grilled onions. Blech. Like, I don't particularly enjoy that, which is no. probably why I've never tried animal fries. Hmm. Animal yeah, style. that could be a good reason why. But they'll they'll do lettuce wrap. So that's where you get a lettuce wrap. Burger. No, I don't. I don't get that. No. What do you get? Chocolate shake. No, I like the uh, single with cheese and tomato only. Single with cheese. That reminds me of something. The, the Royale with cheese. That's it. That was it. Yep. Just it was ringing a bell it. and I couldn't place it. And you nailed it. That's so funny. My brother, Aaron, brings up Pulp Fiction quite a bit. He loves the scene with the wolf. Is that what the, his name was? What was his name? The wolf? You know, Harvey Keitel's character? I don't. Yeah, I know who you mean. I don't remember him being called the wolf. But it's been a while since I saw that movie. I think that was it. And the whole thing. So pretty peelies with a cherry on top. Will you go get the, 
That's it. All I want was please. That movie's so good. Fucking yeah. Quentin Tarantino writes dialogue so wow. Yeah, he has definitely has a flavor and a style for sure. Yeah, and it's brilliant, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Shared by many, obviously, because he yes. seems to have done quite well. As a, I was just thinking of the prolific films, like each one is just such an entity. You know, the last one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What a... I really loved that movie. That movie was so satisfying as a cinematic experience. Yes. And and I was so ready and so angry at the way he portrayed Bruce Lee in that movie. Oh, really? I was just, like, livid about the way he portrayed Bruce Lee in that movie. So that was, like, the one sort of moldy spot on on the bread of the sandwich of... Once upon a time. Anyway. Did you know the ending was coming when you saw it? Well, I knew it was going to end, if that's what you mean. Every movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in the seats just expecting to spend the rest of my days in this theater. And all of a sudden, three hours later, the credits rolled. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> I was um, like, Bodie. I. I remember the ending being surprising and satisfying at the same time. But if you were to ask me what the ending was right now, I probably couldn't tell you. Well, I was with Bodie and I kept imagining that the real world ending was going to happen. And when the ending came, I was so, like you said, I was so satiated. It was so good. Like, yeah, oh, it, it really made it into a far fantasy. It wasn't real. Yeah, but it also was like, this is what I wished happened, you know, like this is, and that's part of what he wrote about. I think it was in, um, yeah, it was, um, in Glorious Bastards when he was wondering how to end that. And he was like, Oh, I could do anything. Fuck. Hitler gets burned. <laughs> I'm going to burn him in a theater. Like, that's what I want to happen. Right. And that kind of freedom, like in his storytelling too. Yeah. It's interesting because he's, after the leak of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he had to rewrite it. No, I think it was a, Django Unchained. Oh, was it Django Unchained that got yeah. re-released? Anyway, so it's been a, he hasn't released any new movies. Well, that's because the next movie is supposedly his last movie. So he's going to quit making movies. That's what he says. I wonder if that's just a ruse. Like maybe he's quit already and he's, that's what he says so that people will leave him alone. That's a good point. He's the kind of guy that's smart enough to do that. Hey, (laughs) I I even turned the volume down, but it still decided to ring on me. Anyway, (laughs) R2D2s. What's he saying to you, Mark? Someone wants you. Someone's calling. Someone's calling. Someone's calling. They're yeah. calling. Dr. Love. Yeah. Calling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have yeah, you ever listened to any I'm, interviews I'm doing one. with I'm Quentin, doing like long form interviews with him where he'll be talking for an hour or so? I haven't watched anything. Are those on YouTube or something? Yeah, and then, like, he was a guest on Joe Rogan. Ooh, that'd and, be worth watching. Yeah, it's really good. There's another one, Ross, like a – Eli Ross, Roth. Eli Roth has a podcast about horror films, and Quentin's on there. Just his knowledge of films and his insights are brilliant. Yeah. Um, 
like he was he talking reminds about me of our, our our friend and nemesis spencer yeah really i haven't had that experience with spen but anyway, um, what were you saying like he was talking about the omen and how part of the draw of the omen was that nobody knew that this kid was the spawn of the devil. Like the audience, us watching, didn't know, and the characters in the story didn't know. So we're all discovering this together. And then in Omen 2, the difference is we know that he's a demon spawn, but the characters in the story don't. So he was talking about what they did in the story to keep it enticing for an audience watching. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, that's just a lot of insightful stuff like that about the psychology going on in storytelling. Yeah, he's, you know, he's the Alfred Hitchcock of our time. I'd even give him kind of more than that. Yeah. He's yeah, just, he's pretty much on a, a standard all to himself. Yeah. As far as storytelling goes. Yeah. It's a little hardcore for certain people, though, right? He's It's not Disney. Well, you know, and like all things in life, not everything is 100% appreciated by everyone. Right. Um, but the artistry and the craft and then the intelligence that goes into it and, you know, is really great. And I love his, the fact that he's in love with Kevin Russell really appeals to me because yeah. I grew up with Kevin Russell yeah, as, as an actor. Yeah. So, <laughs> the um, computer that wore tennis shoes. Right. And the, the barefoot executive and, and the world's uh, greatest athlete and escape from New York. And yes, escape from New York was later. Well, and what's that one? Um, oh, God. It takes place in Chinatown in San Francisco. I can't remember the name. Yeah, that was um, the. Oh, what was it now? Shoot, the China. Great. Wasn't it the Great Escape? from? <laughs> no, um, it came out before the Great Escape. Something Chinatown, I think it's called, or whatever. Uh, wait, no, you're killing me. I remember this, speaking of our friend Spen, that this was one of his favorite movies. Yeah, it definitely was on his pit, his house. Pit and it stuff. was a great movie. Um, let's see here, 76, it, Big Trouble in Little China. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. And then this is kind of a left turn, but... One of my great disappointments in cinematic history was that there was never a sequel, sequel to Buckaroo Banzai, even though the last frame in the film is next summer. Stay tuned for more Buckaroo Banzai. I was thinking about Buckaroo Banzai. It was great like, to have a sequel to that. What? Why wasn't there? Like, what happened? Did it not do well? I'm guessing that it didn't do well. It was one of those things where it didn't do well in the theaters, but it was a cult classic in VHS. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Okay. I love his, him as a character, though. He's a brain surgeon, a rock and roller, and a daredevil all wrapped into one. Right. Yeah. Wasn't um, what's his name? Batman guy. Um, the first Batman guy, the Tim Burton Batman. Wasn't he in Buck? Al Kilmer? No, no, no. That, Tim Burton. Yeah, I don't know uh, who played Tim Burton's Batman. Sorry. Um, come on. You know, she's Louise. 
getting old, Mark. I'm getting old. Yeah, right now, the um, Trent, Trent and Tarantino would be very disappointed in us. He would be bored by our conversation. Uh, We're not um, film aficionados. So what you're saying is the guy who played Batman in um, that particular film was in something else that was significant? Wasn't he in um, Michael Keaton? Wasn't he in Buckaroo Banzai? I don't think so. Uh, Nope. No. The guy went on to play RoboCop, and I think that's part of why that was hard to get another Buckaroo Banzai made because he probably signed a three picture deal for RoboCop and then was unavailable first. Like oh, check years. it out. Check it out. Michael Keaton is playing Batman in a Batgirl movie and uh, the flash movie that are coming soon to a theater near us. Batgirl's coming out this year and the flash is coming out next year. And he plays briefly he, plays Batman. He's playing, reprising the role he did back in. When was Batman? Long Val Kilmer long. talks about his time in the suit and saying it was nearly impossible to move his head in the yeah. cowl. And he it was just, like it. no, it was horrible, he said. Well, and partly, too, like he, Val Kilmer was a real actor's, you know, he. Yeah, he's trained in Gouillard. He's got a. Hey. I heard he's in the new Top Gun coming out. Yep, that's what I heard too. But it's he's ve- it's probably very brief. Yes, of course. Right. But I saw Tom. I'm just glad he survived movie. cancer. Like I watched that documentary about him, and I was like, "Well, is this going to end with him dying?" And it did. And he apparently he's still kicking. Yeah, the one that he created, right? With yeah, all his yeah. Foot- yeah, that was an interesting. Yeah, it was interesting to, and also I heard Tom like. Fought hard fought for, for him, him to be in the first. Yeah, he had to be in the film. Yeah, and he had to and, be in the second one. They were like, we and Tom to. said that. Um, yeah, that was really important. He said it was a very moving moment for him in the production to be with Val, and a lot of people bring up that Kelly <laughs> wasn't invited back, and uh, I was listening to the morning show, and they looked her up and. And uh, Vinny goes, oh, guy, whoops, I mean, uh, <laughs> so I guess she hasn't aged well, was my guess from. She was offered the the plastic surgery necessary to come on. She just declined. <laughs> That's a fact. You can Wikipedia that. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because, of course, this new Top Gun film, it's been finished for two years. And well, do you think they really did nothing to it while it was on the shelf? No, I'm not saying they did nothing to it, but you know, the cameras interacting with Tom Cruise was two, three years ago. Well, it was going to come out right, right. COVID right. hit and right. They shelved it. Right. When he did the premiere, the red carpet interviews, his face significantly changed. Like he's, he went across that thing. That's like between you know, still looking tight and fairly good to now he looks, he looks 60 plus, which he is right. He's old. How old is Tom Cruise? I was looking. Um, he's, he's definitely aged. I thought that too. I yeah. thought, okay, Tom, you have. And hurrah for not getting, you know, plastic surgery, Tom. 
He's 59. He'll be what? 60 in July. Holy mackerel. He is older than me, but just barely. Yeah, just barely. When do you turn 60? March. Of next year. Yeah. All right. 2023. Yeah, if I make it. Yeah, there you go. Isn't that the my best to make it right now? Yeah, one of these times during the pandemic lockdown, we drove to Paso Robles and we were unable to use the bathroom on the way down at the in and out or at anything because it was locked down. Everything was locked down and we hadn't participated that Uh, we hadn't anticipated that. Well, it was so tough. what did you guys we to, do? Well, we drove around, we drove around, and we finally found a place that would let me use the bathroom. It was called The Woods. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Standing up in the woods. That'll work. Yeah. For number one. Look out for number one. You know that Bachman-Turner Overdrive looking out for number one? No, I don't know any Bachman-Turner Overdrive. Yes, you do. I just know the one hit, probably. Well, I think there's two you probably know. Um, You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Right. Where he stutters. And, you know, he really did stutter in real life. That wasn't played. And and, and what was the other one? And the other one was... um, Oh, shh. All right now? Nope. That's a bad company guy. Not bad company, but the other band he was in. Um, Buckman Turner Overdrive. is um, uh, Okay, let it ride. Taking care of business. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should know that because we play that in the band I'm in. Okay. Yeah. And then you probably know Roll On Down the Highway. Maybe if you heard it. Yeah, I would. I would know it if I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Taking care of business. Let's take an informal poll of our listeners. Should I grow my beard back? Uh, They all... (laughs) Nice. Recording stopped.